is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Welcome to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed to have Father Jeff Dalsis with us today. Our topic for today is Surviving a Blue Christmas, How Faith Lifts Us Up During the Holidays. Obviously, about a week away before Christmas, and everybody has things going on. A special blessing to talk with you, Father Jeff. Oh, believe me, it's much, much more of a blessing for me. What a great blessing. So you're the pastor of Immaculate Heart of Mary and St. Thomas More Parish. been a priest for 32 years. You were my associate pastor uh, when, I, when I was in college. Yeah, what a, what a great blessing. I remember so, that well. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so we're going to do uh, two segments. The first segment, we're going to focus a little bit more specifically on people who are experiencing different things, like uh, just the, the challenges of life in the first segment. And then the second segment, we'll talk about grieving the loss of a loved one. So let's start with the first. You have such great wisdom and such great presence with parishioners. What would you say to those experiencing, start with like relationship and family tensions. Uh, what kind of words of encouragement or things have you seen that can give them a word of encouragement? Sure. So, you know, it's, an, it's a great topic to be talking about this time of year. And I think one of the dynamics that a lot of people face is the culture we live in makes us feel like we always have to put on a happy face, right? You have to put on a good front. So if anyone asks you how you're doing, you always have to say fine or good. And I think one of the most important things we can do in facing difficult times, especially during the holiday season, is just own it and acknowledge it and not try and dismiss it or not try and cover it up. Not that we have to go publicly tell everybody that we're having a rough time, but in our own life, in our own interior life, to just acknowledge that there is a difficult thing that we're going through or some kind of a challenge we're facing. And I think for some reason, for a lot of people, it seems to be kind of exacerbated during the post-COVID era when mm -hmm. it just seems like there's a lot more tension and polarization in the world, a lot more folks who are just ready to go right from A to furious <laughs> with, with just one <laughs> right. word. or you know, And it's like... Right. Let's just all just tune it down a little bit and take it down a notch. And part of it is just acknowledging that, yeah, I'm going through some challenges right now. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to have mm -hmm. that. From a faith perspective, I think I've always found solace and comfort in first starting with the church's prayer, the Liturgy of the Hours. Because a lot of the psalms are the psalmist just praying whatever they were struggling with. If it was some sort of a difficulty or burden, they would pray that burden and offer it to God and say, Lord, I'm in distress. Do you even hear me? Are you here? Are you doing anything? Why am I going through this? If they were having a particularly joyful day, they would pray that and pray a psalm of praise. So I, I think just kind of going through that book of psalms and finding the psalms that most resonate with whatever you're feeling, frustration, abandonment, despair, to just openly acknowledge that, 
God already knows what's in our heart, so we can pray what's in our heart. You know, sometimes people feel like, I can't, I can't be angry with God. Well, King David was, you know. <laughs> that was okay. If King David can be angry with God. If some of the prophets, like Jeremiah, could shake their fist at God, if Job could say, how dare you do this to me, then, then clearly there are lots of biblical ex- instances where they just prayed what was in their gut and what was in their heart. And I think it's okay to do that. I've had many people mm-hmm. say to me, you know, I don't feel like I could be angry at God because somehow God will smite me for that or I'm one of the naughty right. ones. But mm-hmm. no, you can, we can be angry at God. And God understands that and God accepts that. So I would just pray it through the Psalms. And during this time of year, I would really encourage people to, to just go to the readings for Advent and even the prayers at Mass that we pray during Advent. Um, there are some beautiful words of, of hopefulness in the midst of despair, of light in the midst of darkness. I mean, a lot of times at Mass, those prayers can just kind of watch over us. You know, the presider's praying them. But for many people in the, in the assembly, it, it's just kind of washing over them. To really read those prayers and pray them, each word, and to really enter into the spirit of them, can be a great way of kind of bringing that burden, that struggle, that challenge, especially in Advent, to bringing it to the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like there's. A, I think sometimes people feel a lot of pressure to. I'm supposed to be happy in Christmas. It's supposed to be the joyful time of the year, but I don't feel happy. And there's like pressure to say, "Hey, there's different. There's different Christmases and different kind of seasons of life that you're experiencing Christmas." And there's a a freedom when we come with that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that freedom doesn't make us a Grinch. You know, not everybody right, has right, to right. be bubbly little four year olds on Christmas morning. Um, right, right, we all right. experience Christmas as we experience life. You know. Mm-hmm. But what, what would you say to some people who have uh, relationship issues, maybe recently got separated or divorced, and maybe their first experience of Christmas just alone? Obviously, we're going to talk about widows and widowers in the next segment, but what, what word would you say to them that just having a real big life change and maybe experience of maybe a first Christmas of sorts uh, alone? What words would you have for them? Yeah, that's a really, that's an incredibly complex and complicated scenario, but I think sometimes if we just give our permission, give ourselves permission to feel whatever emotion we're feeling. So if you're feeling really sad over that broken relationship or you're feeling really hurt over it or angry over it, have a good cry. You know, it's okay to do that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. crying, tears can be incredibly cathartic. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I every once in a while need to have a good cry. I will never cry in public. Ever, but I'll have a good cry. I mean, I'll go to the Lord in prayer, and if I've experienced something really tragically sad, we had a, the tragic death of one of our first graders two months ago. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's right. I, a lot of us had a good cry over that, and mm-hmm. that that those tears can be really renewing. And to know that when we're facing those broken relationships or those relationships that don't turn out the way we had hoped, what we're dealing with are hopes that are dashed, you know, mm-hmm. hopes that just didn't come to fruition. And there's kind of a, a sadness and a death in that and a grieving in that. And it's okay to take that to prayer. It's good to take that to prayer. And Jesus himself, you know, wept at the death of his friend Lazarus. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. scene in the gospel. So if Jesus can have a good cry, then so can we. Beautiful. 
And then what about, there's a number of people also that just have, there's just a lot of uncertainty. Maybe are they moving? Are they not moving? Are they going to find a job or not job? What words do you have for someone going through just a time of uncertainty? And again, there's a lot of different types of uncertainties, but what's your experience or, or walking with people in those situations? So, yeah, we actually have a very concrete example of that in our parish here right now, one very devoted, very faithful, and very committed family because of a job transfer are moving mm-hmm. out of state. And it, it's a really painful move for them. They feel like, you know, they're being uprooted from a parish that they've been a part of for a long time. They have a huge amount of connections with fellow parishioners. They're very involved here. And they're feeling like not just are they moving to a place where everything is going to be new and unexperienced, and we human beings just don't deal with change very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the second part of it, which is letting go of a lot of the relationships and things that were so familiar and so intertwined in their life. Letting go of that is very painful. Um, and we prayed about it. And I think what what we came to conclusion was that there's a beautiful prayer that used to be in the rite of funerals that said, Lord, the relationships and the ties that you knit in our life do not unravel with death. They just take on a different reality. And I said to this family, you know what? Those relationships and friendships you have here, they're going to be different, but they're not going to end. You know, you'll still have that bond of friendship. You'll still be able to keep in touch with the people closest to you. You'll still be able to come back and visit. And ultimately, we're still one in the faith we share. So what we pray on Sunday, you'll be praying on Sunday in a different state, but there is that connection, that mystical body of Christ, which is not just a theological concept, it's a flesh and blood reality that we are Mm -hmm. all connected. So Mm -hmm. when people are facing that something that's really new and unexpected and unexperienced, I always just encourage them to, to focus on the things that will remain the same. You know, faith, mm-hmm. family, those those really strong, close connections will not unravel. They might mm-hmm. be different in experience, but they won't unravel. Mm-hmm. I remember being encouraged the first time I, I went off to Western Maryland as a seminarian where I'm like, I don't know anybody out here during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember having a sense of like, now remember, the same Lord who was there is also going with you. That was a great encouragement. Absolutely, and the, the other, yeah. And, and, and yeah. then the other part that for families who move is that question of, it does take time to form relationships. Like it's not going to happen. It's okay to be patient to say it's not going to just all of a sudden you're going to have 40 friends over your house right. you know, your first weekend. That, that, it, that it's <laughs> okay that it takes re- relationships take time and patience. It's, an, it's okay that it's right. going to have that time of transition if you prepare yourself for it. Right. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the hardest thing that we humans deal with is uncertainty, right? That's right. That's why right. we like ritual and habit becomes so familiar because it's familiar to us. I get up in the morning and I do the same first 10 things in a row because I know I'm doing it and I'm not forgetting it. Mm-hmm. I feed my cat. You know, I do all the stuff that I need to do. And that I know that that's going to happen every morning. It's a certainty. We don't deal well with uncertainty. And mm-hmm. that's what a lot of this, these new experiences, they're, they're unfamiliar. And so there's a lot of uncertainty in it. And uncertainty scares us. Mm-hmm. The one thing that we need to keep coming back to is that There's one thing in our life that never, ever changes, and that's the Lord Jesus. So Mm -hmm. that will never change. That rock will never change. That's the one certain thing that will always be there and always be the same. So no matter what newness or apprehension we have about things we're facing, 
we can always cling to that one unchanging certainty that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is always with us until the end of time. Amen. Well, wonderful. Well, we are blessed to have Father Jeff Dassos here. The topic of today is Surviving a Blue Christmas, How Faith Lifts Us Up for the Holidays. In our second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about dealing with loss and those who have lost loved ones uh, recently or even in a number of years, just still experience of it. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio, and we'll be back in a moment. Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Hi, this is Father Tom Yale of Blessed Sacrament Parish in Alexandria, Virginia. I want to fire you up for the March 1st, 2023 Top Golf Fundraiser with WMET 1160 AM. I participated in the first ever event. Let me tell you, it was a ton of fun. My parishioners came with me and sponsored me in the $25,000 hole-in-one prize. I love Catholic radio and we need to do all we can to keep it on air so Catholics have a voice in the public square. The bottom line is this, Top Golf is a fun way to save souls. All you need to do is show up. My brother priests, please join us for the prizes and a chance to compete with your parishioners. You'll want your team's name on that trophy. Please visit grnonline.com. Click on events. That's grnonline.com. GRN is radio for your soul. And I assure you after this family fun night, every soul in your family will be better off for this good work. God bless you. With inviting surroundings, complete independence, and an unmatched quality of life, Mercy Ridge is the unparalleled choice for your retirement lifestyle. It's a way of living that promotes an active, healthier life. Located in Timonium, Maryland, Mercy Ridge Continuing Care Retirement Community features a beautifully landscaped 32-acre campus. The grounds, dining, and recreational amenities and residences are designed to provide a gracious lifestyle and a variety of exciting activities. Visit MercyRidge.com. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Welcome back Catholic, to Catholic Review, Review Radio. Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed to have Father Jeff Dallas with us. That's on the topic, Surviving the Blue Christmas, How Faith Lifts Us Up During the Holidays. In the second segment, we want to talk a little bit more about the loss of loved ones, because every year, many of us have, have experienced loved ones at various places who are no longer with us. Blessing to have you, Father Jeff. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Father Brian. It's great to be here. So you've been ministering for 32 years, so you've seen the gamut of every. Tell me, share some of your experiences of helping to walk with people who have lost loved ones, and especially when it gets close to the holidays like Christmas. Sure. So you're right. In 32 years, there's been a, a wide variety of, of experiences of death, sometimes very tragic, very sad deaths, and sometimes beautiful, incredibly grace-filled deaths, and sometimes a combination of both. I think in my early days of priesthood, I remember once experiencing a, a particularly horrible, tragic death of two newborn infants. Um, oh. They died literally in my hand right after I baptized oh. them. Uh, they were very premature. 
and the nursing staff called the rectory and said, you know, these infants are certainly not going to make it. There's no hope for them to live, but their parents really want to have them baptized. And I got to the hospital. We baptized the babies. Um, there were a lot of tears from the parents, and, of course, I was crying with them. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming back home that night and thinking, you know, these poor people, they'll never get over this. They'll probably never smile again. And I remember looking up saying, Lord, you know, this should not have happened. You should not have let this happen. And so I stayed in touch with that couple over many years. And and guess what I learned? The grace of God is much more powerful than we give God credit for. So this couple, they have a joyful life. They haven't forgotten about those two little ones. They named them. They gave them Christian burial. They're still a part of their life and their memory. But... Mm-hmm. They they do have joy in life again. They do laugh again. They do mm-hmm. experience grace and goodness and hope and beauty despite that. So it taught me a really important lesson that God's grace can do incredibly powerful things. And mm-hmm. where things might to us look the most hopeless, there's always hope that God's grace always brings hope, even where we might not expect it or think it even possible. What a beautiful story. And I know some people at various levels they'll commemorate loved ones they've lost by lighting candles during the holidays, Thanksgiving, Absolutely. Christmas. They'll have a candle for each loved one. But just a very mm-hmm. beautiful reminder. What about those who have lost uh, loved ones? You know, in the last year or the last six months, and any uh, experience or some words of encouragement when it's like really fresh and very raw? Yeah, yeah, that can be really, really difficult to navigate. That I think. Again, it's just kind of owning what that emotion, not setting up an unrealistic expectation that mm-hmm. you still have to have a great Christmas um, mm-hmm. despite this. It's okay to not have a great Christmas. It's okay to, to grieve during Christmas. It's okay you know, to talk with people about that. Sometimes people are hesitant to ask people about their experience of grief because they don't want to make them feel bad or don't want to make them cry. But people are yearning to talk about it. They they want very much to share about that. I remember a very old Native American um, adage that said, uh, a burden that is shared is halved and a joy that is shared is doubled. Right. Um, so when we're having that burden or that grief, especially the first Christmas without a loved one, it's okay to go and talk to the people that you're closest to about that and to not let them know that it's okay to talk about it as well. And even mm-hmm. if it's a hard to talk about it, it's still okay to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people also want to kind of incorporate that loved one as much as possible, like putting their favorite ornaments on the Christmas tree or putting special ornaments in honor or memory of them on the Christmas tree, praying in, in the prayer at Christmas, remembering them in prayer and calling them to mind, invoking them in prayer is really a beautifully powerful thing. And, and to just not try to just put on that false facade of happiness, to just be honest about that inner inner conflict, that inner grief. Mm-hmm. I know one couple or just uh, one family where they just said, you know what would be really helpful this Christmas? Tell stories about their loved one. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and they're, they're laughing, they're crying, they're just like, 
We're bringing right. out the photo albums, or right. I guess now we have. We used to have those little slides and <laughs> projectors, right. and the scra- right. scrapbook. Now, now everything's on computers and phones, so it's a little right. different, but it's still right. beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really good, especially if you're in an intergenerational family gathering. Like the younger mm-hmm. members of the family should know the stories of those who have gone before us. You know, tell mm-hmm. the, your favorite memories, your favorite stories about. The, the relatives that they might not have many concrete memories of, um, but it's important that the family lore get passed on from generation mm-hmm. to generation. Mm-hmm. We always what, tell what, stories what? about my grandmother um, at Christmas. She's been dead for 20-some years, but we still tell stories wow. about her at those family gatherings. Wow, wow. That's right, because the new, like you said, there's children, there's grandchildren, there's the generations that have never heard and and just mm-hmm. to share the story is going to be such a great, great gift and memory. Yeah, yeah. How how would you, I know some people who are, as you mentioned earlier, again, they're hesitate to bring up the topic, and sometimes they say <laughs> well-meaning things that aren't helpful to the <laughs> to those who are grieving. What, what advice oh, or yeah. words would you, would, would you have for, you know, kind of pious platitudes don't help <laughs> in grieving situations? What would, <laughs> what, would, what would you, what words from your pastoral wisdom of like, this is not helpful to say these type of things, but maybe say ask these questions. Right. That's a that's an incredibly profound insight. I, unfortunately, a lot of people feel like those platitudes that they offer, they're trying to be helpful, and we have to recognize that. But ultimately, it's not at all helpful. Okay. Um, I think things like, well, it was God's will. You know, God right. doesn't will. the the tragic death of a first grader. God doesn't will the death of an infant. That's not God's will. Um, It's just a result of a fallen world. Don't ever say something like that is God's will. Or, you know, you'll get over it. Or you can have another child. Those kind of things can be so hurtful. I I know they're not intended to be hurtful, but they can be hurtful. And I think it might be important just to be really careful to say I'm really sorry you're going through this. And then just stop. <laughs> you know, don't try and put the platitude like, I'm sorry you're going through this, but you'll get over it. Or I'm right. sorry you're going through this, but you know, next year you won't even think about this. That's not true. They will think about this for the rest of their life, maybe not as profoundly. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing some really good advice from someone that when you first experience a loss, especially of a loved one, at first, it's the center of your world, and everything in your world is centered around it. But in time, it won't be the center. It'll always be there, but it won't be the center around which everything revolves. That's a really good and helpful way of understanding grieving. At first, mm-hmm. it's only that it defines our life. In time, it won't be the only thing that divine, defines our life. So I would just caution people to be really careful about those those seemingly pious platitudes and just be very brutally honest and say, I'm, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I'm praying for you, and I know that God's grace is with you. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to say. Mm-hmm. I was speaking with someone relatively recently in the last few months, and they said, you know, their their son was in his late 20s when he passed away, and and it's now been a good amount, of, a decent amount of time, but still, it's still grieving. And they said, 
sometimes it's okay just to ask me what's helpful for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like you don't have to come up with something. You can just ask me. I'll tell you. You know. Absolutely. I'll tell you yeah. I'd love to talk about them or not. I thought that mm-hmm. was very beautiful. Beautiful. That's a that's a beautiful insight because we can let the person who's grieving let them decide how much they want to talk about it or not talk about right. it. That's right. Because people grieve differently. Some people grieve by talking a lot about it with other mm-hmm. people that they know and care about. And some people are very, very internal and need to process it a lot more alone in their own heart, mm-hmm. in their own mind and prayer, and then to talk about it. So let mm-hmm. let the person, the worst thing we can do is just try and like avoid the topic completely because mm-hmm. it's, it's the elephant in the room. It's on the person's heart. It's on their mind mm-hmm. to just acknowledge that and say, hey, if you would like to talk about it, I would love to. If not, I understand. Mm -hmm. And then let them make that decision. Wonderful. Well, Father Jeff, what a great blessing. That that, uh, topic of surviving the blue Christmas, there's so many more things that we could talk about, but just a little little segment of the Lord who's who's with us during this time and that every Christmas is not exactly like the last Christmas. Amen. um, and And we can be very real with the Lord about our grief, sadness, sorrow, just feelings and bring everything before him is so, so beautiful. So, well, what a great blessing. Thank you for joining us, Father Jeff, and blessings on your Christmas and all those who are listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Father Brian, and blessings on you and your parish as well. Great. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. May God bless you, and have a blessed Advent and Christmas. Your journey awaits. Guadalupe Radio Network's car raffle starts January 3rd. This luxury car is a beauty. A 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 with a 0-60 to acceleration of 6.3 seconds. Yet it still logs 36 highway miles per gallon of gas. Safety features include active brake and attention assist. Visit grnonline.com after January 3rd. Raffle tickets are $25 each, 5 for 100. Visit grnonline.com. Help GRN drive home the word of God. Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbelt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.